Well, hi there, everybody. It's Jill Robinson. Today we are with a really special woman who, if you've seen her on YouTube or not, which you probably even have, you'll recognize her gorgeous face, Chanel Connell. So her website has so many different aspects to it. She is a public speaker, a writer, an influencer, and a rising actress. And all day, Chanel, we've been looking at your website, and we just love your photos. You're so photogenic. Hi there, girl. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, I give full credit to the photographers that I work with. They are amazing at what they do. <laughs> so you're actually originally from Calgary. That is so cool. Us too. I am. Very proud to be from Calgary. Uh, I think it's funny when you can tell people aren't from Calgary because they'll always say Calgary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, that's, you, have to, you have to drop. You have to drop some syllables there. Um, but I grew up there from ages, well, born to about 16 before I moved to Colorado, British Columbia. Okay, and you know, we just saw your um, interview with The Real Deal. And you, yeah. you like, like you say, you are an open book. You have been through a lot of turmoil and, you know, people just not treating you as well as they probably should, I think, just from looking at what you have. It's been a lot of jealousy, to be honest, because when people yeah. see potential and, you know, the aspect of being beautiful or whatnot, others kind of tend to react badly. But I think that you're away from that now, you're uh, 24 years old, you're starring in a new mo- uh, new sorry series called Silk Road Finders Keepers. So that's how, yeah, that's how we connected with you. And we want to know more about you as a business entrepreneur woman, but also your role on this new series. Totally. Well, anything you want to know, like you said, I'm an open book, so I am so down to answer any questions. Every aspect of my life, I get really excited and passionate for, so let's just dive into what you have in store today. So, when you first started getting into theater and doing acting, what was your actual first gig that you ever booked, and what was that kind of like for you? Oh, man. Like, when I first, first ever Mm -hmm. got into acting. Like, very first. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I went that. the uh uh-oh moment this kid really likes the spotlight moment was when I got cast as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer starring role in my Christmas preschool play. Wow, okay, very young age. I couldn't wear the the nose uh, paint that was red because I was allergic to it. So I was Rudolph the No-Nosed Reindeer. Okay, and how did that go? So you like I never really had a shy bone in my body. <laughs> okay. So you were also Miss Universe uh, Canada Concess... Uh, um, Concess... Uh, con- uh, you got it. Uh, in yeah. 2017. What was that like, being on the stage for so many <sighs> to see you? Wow. Oh, man. Um, I have to say, 
for yourself. When you're acting, you're being looked at as a character. It's almost like anything you do doesn't really matter when it comes to who you are as a Mm -hmm. person. But pageantry, it's like they're looking at your body, they're looking how you walk, they're looking at the confidence that you present on stage, and that was hard for me. It took me uh, a bit to get comfortable with it, and it was definitely a learning curve. And still till this day, I would say my strongest um, quality when it comes to pageantry is public speaking, because I nailed my interviews. I was the top interviewer of that year uh, for the section of that pageant. Doing the question and answer part would have been one that I would have loved to made it up to, but unfortunately, I unfortunately, unfortunately, I made it to top twenty, uh, which means I didn't get to pursue um, the evening gown round and the final questions. But still, that's a huge accolade to have to even get considered at all. So it was, especially for my height, because I'm quite short, which is very uncommon to go far in pageantry if you're under five seven. Well, you have a quality about you, hun. You are young, but you're very mature, and you talk about yeah. topics that are very deep, and um, we all resonate with self-love and not, like, in your video I, I watched recently, uh, you talk about anxiety, you talk about, like, self-love not just being about being selfish, it's actually about internalizing it for yourself so you can love others. And it's just kind of like that wisdom that you have, that, that must have come from, come from somewhere. Thank you. I would, I would definitely say that wisdom, a lot of it has been imparted upon me uh, by my mom. She is one of the smartest, uh, most experienced people I know when it comes to living life. Uh, granted, that's probably because of her age, and she had me um, when she was 34, so oh, wow. she was a little older and a little more uh, able to maturely handle the um, circumstances of having a kid, right? Yeah. And how she's always approached my childhood and communication with me has been very open. And she never treated me like I was a kid. If we had to have serious conversations, she would do so. And uh, it really gave me the confidence to understand and speak to people on a more deep level, uh, especially when you've been around adults your whole life, uh, being an only child, too. Oh, you're an only child. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it explains a lot of things, if I'm <laughs> Well, you know, I find that a lot of... Um, People who are only children, they're they're either two ways, like very confident and loved or like, you know, the complete, complete outsider or whatever and very mm-hmm. in, internalized or whatnot. But, and I think yeah. I, would have, I would say I've experienced both halves of that stereotype of only children. Yeah, I, I used to be an only child when, when I was young or whatnot till I was about 10. So I, re, I remember the the patience and the attention that your parents would give you. And then as soon as the new kid comes along, there's a lot more, uh, <laughs> it changes quite a bit actually. So it is, yeah, it's quite a thing. More dynamic. Yeah. But it is, I think your mother has done a great job. You're such a classy lady. You're a woman of faith, but you're also a business and on an entrepreneur woman. And you just opened your own company for helping people find love and internal love. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so it's called Created for Love. Uh, you can find that at createdforlove.ca. Right now I've just launched 
launched the first tier of what the business plan is, which is our product line. And following will be online courses, so e-courses that you can access, as well as one-on-one coaching. And the premise of my company is Created for Love is like the call of the unworthy. And it's for anybody who needs to go through healing and discovery in order to be 100% for themselves and their relationships within their life. so well that you can help others that speaks so much on you that you've been living your life being so such a servant to God and being so kind to people when I first met you on set very briefly like I could see the way people react to you and everybody really loves you you're that really liked person that really likes star and I see huge potential for you with this project that you're starring in thank you I'm so excited about Silk Road Finder common for many drafts to be had it just means that he can see things he wants to tweak within filming Uh I think so tell us more about we want to know from the beginning to where you're at now how did you even get this role like what was that experience like and why we ask you is because the magazine itself is an inspirational magazine for artists not always for fans as well but there's a lot of readers that we have that are wanting to be artists so they're watching you guys and trying to learn from you of how is it that they made it I have a dream I want to make it too so we'd love to share your story about how you even got the gig to pursuing it because that shares to our audience maybe they can make it too totally so my I guess journey on to set as the role of Abby did not start as Abby (laughs) to begin with I actually auditioned for the role of a reporter which was then later given to a male counterpart which um in light of the situation, he did pass away, and that was a, a sad day for our oh, casting no. crew. Mm-hmm. It was, um, he was the sweetest guy, and I remember talking to him during auditions, and just one of the nicest people you could ever meet, and when that news hit, it kind of shook us all a little bit, but we're all carrying through, and we want to um, do his part in the, in the series justice as well. What was his name, hon? Um... 
to worry hun yeah that's good that uh you guys are pursuing on um yeah, with, beautiful yeah. blue eyes though like gosh those were so hard to forget they were stunning wow well really sorry to hear that for your your whole your whole crew and cast yeah um so that was actually the role though that i had auditioned for and it went to a guy and um then what had happened was CJ decided to just write in um, Club Waitress, too, in order to just get me on set. <laughs> um, at the hand of my agent a little bit, push, pushing. And, <laughs> That's a good um, agent. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what's funny is my mom actually used to do uh, agency work for about 15 years, and she just joined on as Teresa's partner. Oh, right. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. Your mother is yeah. gorgeous. Yes, we met her on set as well, yeah. So she's more strict that she's your mom and on the team. Okay. special relationship with your mom of course yeah mm-hmm. not that she's ever said that to me because knock on wood i uh, don't suck at acting uh, <laughs> not what but, from what we heard oh goodness yeah. they, they had said that they gave you um a bigger role just because they loved your your at your audition actually is what i heard oh really yeah i didn't even know that about my own my own audition um what what had happened is i kind of got a called from my agent and I guess the girl who originally played Abby had dropped mm. um and Abby wasn't a really forefront role at the time again with all these revisions and everything um so it was after my first day on set playing uh Abby in a part where I actually had no lines at the time and then I think within a few days later I got a text from Teresa and she was like so um now are a lead of the show and the whole script is revised please go read because you have 75 pages of voiceover oh my god what did you feel when somebody hands you such a amazing opportunity that you had no idea that would come to you how did you even handle it when you got the news it was really surreal um i was kind of like I have a habit of reacting later mm. because it hits me later. Like, if I get sad news, people are like, what is wrong with you? You're not reacting. And then two months later, it'll hit me. So I think it was about a week or so later, and, like, when I really got on set when I had these lines where it hit me, I was like, oh, my gosh, no, this has been, like, upgraded <laughs> exponentially. <laughs> you I was like, crap, I have to do a really good job now. Yes, that pressure of having to deliver the performance once you actually land the role, I think is something people sometimes forget. They just see the glamour of you being the star. They don't know what every day you're going through rehearsing, you know, from just coming and getting ready 
and dressed and together takes so much more time than people can even imagine. Because once you get in costume, hey, it's like your character comes alive a lot more. character Abby what is she going through right now and with what you're filming through and then like shots of what is happening um because they're also unaware yes oh that is so you're like a surprise character that develops into something even like bigger throughout the series then okay yeah yeah so the the actual scenes that you see me in in the series are very very minute there's only a couple scenes where i'm really shown or you get to see my life but i'm i'm narrating the entire right um, okay show there's you know yeah. Bri- yeah so it's kind of i'm not sure if we're going to give away too much for the people or whatnot but um it's set in a different kind of time frame and different not even in north america so that's pretty uh-huh. exciting how do you feel about shooting a project that's completely somewhere else does that kind of throw you off at all when you're on set So, 
Um, who are the co-stars that you get to work with on this show as well? Yeah, Shailise, I think, Cameron? Shai- there we go. Uh, Shailise? Oh, sorry, girl. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, like, I met her in person once. Oh, okay. And the majority of the time I refer to her as, uh, Hex. Yeah, sorry. You, you talk to each other with your uh, character names when you're on set, hey? Yeah, um, it was funny. Like, when I walked in, I guess they didn't really know who I was playing because I wasn't a hugely role at the time, but I was So yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not even a hundred percent sure. But this cast yeah. that you're working with, are they all Kelowna local actors? I believe uh, most of them are actually from Kamloops. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I I'm pretty sure I'm the only one local to Kelowna. You are the Kelowna star in the mo- in the show then, okay? I am. I am the Kelowna the Kelowna star. The face of Kelowna. I could. I. I think Kelowna would be very happy to have you the face. <laughs> yeah, they'd love to see Kelowna's, that. Kelowna's seen my face quite a few times, so I'm like, are they sick of it yet, or are they gonna be happy again? <laughs> yeah, when I was googling you, I can see that you're already. You're quite a celebrity over there already. So it's kind of like the timing of you building your company and doing a big show at the same time. That must be so crazy for you everything at once in life like that always happens like that doesn't it yeah I mean it is really crazy but it's also super exciting at the same time and I have to say like so grown um and what Chris has created could not have come at a better time because my summer when I got all the news of um the role upgrades and the casting and uh, being, to be able to have a bigger part of the series came at a really um, fragile time that I was going through, and I just graduated school, so I was kind of having a bit of an identity crisis. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, it really gave me something to ground on to, especially because I'd, I'd actually given up on acting at the age of 19. Okay. And uh, I thought, you know, for fun, maybe I'll just give it a go again, especially now that I'm done school. And then it just blossomed into something like this. So it really showed me that, like, how divine timing can be, too, you know? Life will push you in the path you are meant to go. And sometimes it is not an easy push. But when, no. when you feel that, you can ask yourself, you can ask, you know, the creator, you can ask your, your family, like, do you see the change, like, you know when things are changing around you and that you have to change in order to keep that stability of what lifestyle you want or who you want to be. But I think, you know, if people really listen to what you've been going through, especially with your other videos, and people have, you know, harassed you, you've had stalkers, I'm not surprised because celebrity, that is a, that's a, that's a normal thing for people who are in the spotlight. 
So when that happens, yeah. It's been like a bit of a prelude, which has been nice, too. There's always preludes in life that show you, hey, if you keep going this path, that's where you're going to be. So all I say is do not give up. Keep being your shining self. And we love that you keep promoting uh, what you believe in your heart it sounds very authentic and we quite learned a lot of things from you from your one video and we felt like oh man this poor gal but like she is still getting back up there and not letting anybody stop her dreams and that's the biggest thing you are yeah (laughs) i can see that but um we appreciate your time today and we know you're so busy with so much going on but uh, we can't wait to share you with our network and everybody get to see your beautiful face. And then they can see the new, the new show, hopefully, in the new year, the episode one. You guys are just finishing yeah. that, yeah? Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm really, in my gut, I feel it's going to go somewhere. There are people that say boo to that. There are people that really think it'll go somewhere. But I, I'm on the other end of the spectrum where I'm like, it. There's a very high production value to this show. There literally is uh, army tanks. So I and I when I met CJ, I said, "You got some army tanks, eh? Just kicking around. Like, how do you get that here, even?" And he's like, "Oh, I know somebody." And I was like, "Wow, oh, okay, let's do, know, let's like, do what this." Are yeah, but you that's very. I was just like, wow, they have these in Kelowna, hey? That must have been an interesting trip to get them uh, in the mountains. There was a very cold day when we met you, and you guys were filming outside. It was freezing. I wanted to, like, jump off a bridge at that point. But uh, it's okay. I'm really glad we wrapped before the wind hit, because as we were driving home, it was so windy and so cold. And it was like something had just snapped in the air, and I'm like, blessed that we wrapped early tonight, because this would have been atrocious to film it. It's not as glamorous as people think being a film star. It's at all not, actually, from no, behind the scenes. it is not, but it is worth every single hour put into it. So what would you say is your last little hurrah to somebody that's trying to do what you're trying to do, be an entrepreneur and be in the entertainment industry? Mm-hmm. I, well, like you have the classic cliche, never give up, which is completely true. Um, but I would say for me, what made the biggest difference and impact was the moment I stopped doing it for the love of the craft and the love of what I was doing and the purpose and passion behind it. Um, that's when I gave myself a break from it. And I know there's probably people out there that are dying uh, to even get on a pilot series like I'm on right now. And the more you push for something, I almost feel like the less chance you have for it to happen. And there are actors that go on two, four hundred, like 200 400,000 auditions and it just takes that one so if you need to take a break don't feel afraid of it and if it's meant to happen it'll come back to you when the timing is right oh words of wisdom from an angel well thank you Chanel for (laughs) (laughs) for being on our our episode today and we will uh, see you soon and hopefully at the premiere of the uh, the show actually yes I am so excited thank you 
Okay. Take take care, hun. You too. Bye bye.